Yeah. It's time. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. What my people, what my people, what my people, what my people. Let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good one. I believe it's going to be a real good one. I think it's going to be a. It's gonna be alright. Y'all better get in here. Get in evening. Oh yeah. somebody to tell somebody else that we on the corner we in here 
Let's go. Bob your head a little bit or something. Rock with your bar or something. That's right, that's right. We in here. Drop those anchor emojis if you anchor. My soul has been anchored in the Lord. Come on and drop them, drop them, drop them, drop them. That's right, that's right, that's right. We in here. That's right, come on in here. Come on in here. Good evening, good evening. That's right, that's right. We in here. Tell somebody to tell somebody to hit that like button. Share. Uh-huh. This is your first time rocking with us. Go ahead and subscribe. Yo, as always, I got to get this out of the way. I got to, I got to, I got to. We got to celebrate our small, small. 27 downloads on the podcast today. Three new subscribers to the YouTube channel. Not much. Maybe not nothing at all to you, but big. B-I-G. B-I-G does. Indeed. I know you feel me. I know you feel me. Shout out to all them folks all over the world. All over the world. Listen. Listeners, that's where they at, y'all. In Cleveland, Ohio, that's some in Lakewood, Ohio, Peterson, New Jersey, Santa Ana, uh, San Contrina, Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Pio Rigamania. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Brazil, Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, Lagos, Nigeria. Brussels, Belgium, Dublin, Ireland, Cologne, Germany, Frankfurt, Germany, Rocky Mountain House, Canada, Vancouver, British Columbia, Minnesota, Chi-Town, Sacramento, California, San Jose, Wichita, Kansas, Ashburn, Virginia, Alexandria, Virginia, PV. Preview University is in the house. Garland, Dallas, Mesquite, Metalothian, Nashville, Arlington, Texas, Mars Hill, Texas, Fort Worth, Funky Town, Texas, Everman, Texas, Alvarado, Texas, and we right here on the corner, 118 South Texas Street, Crowley, Texas. That's the home. Of House of Deliverance. We got that gang in the house. Mafia gang, 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 gang. It's in the building. Go ahead and drop those anchor emojis. I see ya. Snacks, I see ya. That's my kid folk. RJ, he's representing Como, Texas. That's what that is, family. That's what that is. Oh, man. I got some old people to shout out. Uh, my new family, I'm shouting out to Save Radio Kids, 
107 The Beat in ATL, Sister Tanza, KD of King David Studios, Platinum Kitchens, Ava Mello from The Breakfast Club, DJ Rob, DC Da Vinci, a commotion, oh, forever rose, shout it boy. Ah, and that black Christian influencer family. Ah, you dig? We doing some good things. We doing some good things. Networking and connecting with some new people all across the land. Good evening. I see you, my boy, my boy, my man, 50 grand. Pastor Mac is in the building. Pastor Mac is in the building. Shout out to my boy. That my boy. That my boy. My boy, Pastor Mac. Is in the house. Yeah. Do me a favor. Drop those anchor emojis. If you're anchored in the Lord, go ahead. My soul has been anchored. Go ahead and drop it. Go ahead and drop it. Go ahead and drop the anchor emoji. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. If you haven't already, if you haven't already, go ahead, like and subscribe on IG. I am JTM Ministries underscore fourteen oh five. My church Instagram is HOD underscore of Crowley, Texas. The church YouTube channel is HOD TV. The best makeup artists in the land not just the city not in the land y'all think y'all heard what i said in the land pete sessions with nita she's on instagram and facebook yeah i believe she's on twitter as well mafia is our outreach we are mafia on instagram and mafia that's members of faith in action that's right that's right mafia gang 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 is on facebook yeah if you haven't had the opportunity go ahead and check out our website www.thepreacherscorner.net there you can find all that you need to find there yeah there it is i cut that show i cut that show good evening yeah, we right here on the corner. We right here on the corner. What we like to do, what we like to do is get the, the word of God. This is a corner for the for the lovers. I say the lovers of preaching. I'm talking about the lovers. We like we like slow preaching. We like fast preaching. We like preaching. We just like the word of God. Man, I show hope. Y'all be blessed tonight, cause we got a we got a good preacher, we got a good man of God. He's gonna do some teaching, and then he's gonna do some, some preaching. He is a part of the BCI family as well, as well, as well, as well. But first, before we get into all that good stuff, we have to, we got to. Before they hit us, man, we can't let them hit us. We gotta practice our fair use act. Yeah. Copyright disclaimer under section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, scholarship, and research. 
Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Yeah, we had to get that out of the way. Had to get that out of the way. But now, I want to encourage somebody that probably had a rough day. They, they probably had a rough day, something like that, man. But just in case you did, man, listen to the words of this song. I want you to hold, hold on. Battles won, will I win every soul? Nah, but I die trying. Cause I'm sick of my community suffering and mama's crying. I can do wrong things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there's nothing that my God can't change, including me. Yo, I live by his word and nothing else. Cause this word is so sufficient, it can stand on my step. See, the truth will set you free. Set you free. True indeed, cause I'm walking through the valley with the Lord as my lead. Give me a mission to be to you. Pray I will succeed And so far my friends been answered Cause I got the tools I need So I'ma keep on pushing Let them edit my story If the end is about the Christ I want Jesus to get the glory I was in bed up in my sleep some nights Devil got me thinking it won't be by in-house productions with your host pastor jt senior pastor of house of deliverance of crowley texas we hope you enjoy this broadcast this is an in-house production that's right that's right that's right that's right that's right that's right yeah 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 good evening yeah we about to get it we about to get it we about to get it we about to Man, this man of God that we have here tonight, man of God, 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 yeah, man of God that we have here tonight, Dr. Eric Mason is the senior pastor of the Infinity Fellowship in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He's the founder and president of Thriving. It's an urban resource organization committed to developing leaders for ministry. Dr. Mason has written four books. Those books are Manhood, Restored, Beat the God, Beat God to the Punch, Unleash, and The Woke Church. Oh yeah, powerful man of God, man. I am excited to be in connection with such a man of God. Yeah, that's what that is, y'all. Let's go and dive in to some preaching. 
You're listening to The Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host, Pastor JT, Senior Pastor of House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. This is an in-house production. And to uh, be blessed to be able to share once again with you all. I'm thankful for your pastors. Let's give God a hand praise for your pastors. Y'all can do better than that. Y'all can do better than that. Give God a hand praise for your pastors. Amen. 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 Love the Lindells. Love what God is doing here and expanding your territory and the opportunities for you guys to do phenomenal ministry in this sector of the Midwest and this vineyard uh, that God has placed us in. Well, let's go ahead and get down to business. Um, Turning your Bibles, I want you to grab two passages for me. I want you to grab uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and um, I want you to grab Judges chapter 6. Thankful for God's work here and praying as you guys move forward and doing what God wants you to do, that he would continue to open doors, provide resources, develop leaders, and expand his kingdom. Somebody should say amen right there. Amen, amen, amen. Judges chapter 6 and 2 Corinthians chapter 10. You don't mind standing with me real quick, do you? While I read this, I want to read this. We're going to read this. Judges chapter 6, we'll read that second. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, verses 3 through 6, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not warring according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power. Somebody say divine power. power. To destroy strongholds, uh, to destroy strongholds, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to pursue every obedience when your obedience is complete. Judges 6, 11. Uh, Verse 11, it says, now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abiazarite. While his son Gideon was beating uh, uh, out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, please, sir, the Lord is with us. Why has all this happened to us? And where are all his wondrous deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord and the Lord and the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you? And he said to him, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And, he, and the Lord said to him, but I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. I would like to talk to you about briefly today in this time that we have breaking free from strongholds. Breaking free from strongholds. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying that you would throw your weight around in this place. Show the enemy who's boss. Uh, There are already things that are arising in people's mind. I pray that you'd break the spirit of fear. 
Soon as I said stronghold, some folks got scared. Break it over them in the mighty name of Jesus, God. I'm praying that you would help people to face stuff they haven't faced in years, or face challenges that they've ignored. And God, I'm praying that you would go into the uncharted places of their soul in the mighty name of Jesus and do what you can only do. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh God, our strength and our redeemer in whom we trust. And help us not to be uh, just hearers deceiving ourselves, but help us to be effectual doers. And God, may you be glorified and your saints be edified and your enemies be horrified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody agree with that said? Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, One of uh, the most challenging things in pastoring, um, where I pastor, I happen to pastor in an inner city context, but our church is multi-ethnic and multi-generational and multi-socioeconomic. And one of the things that I've learned is no matter what color you are, <laughs> no matter what socioeconomic background you're from, and, and, uh, uh, and, and, and no matter where you're from, everybody has stuff that they need the Spirit of God to deal with. And, 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 and in having that reality, it's interesting with all of the different nationalities. We have Haitians, we have Asians, we have Europeans, we have white folk, we have black folk, we have uh, Latinos in our ministry. And no matter what color they are, we have men and women leading. And it's interesting that no matter what sector or what uh, a pay grade you're in, everybody's dealing with something that they need the Lord to release them from. One of the greatest challenges that we deal with is people not wanting to face the depths of what's in the way of them being all that God wants them to be. If if we would just allow the Lord to get in the way of our lives um, and us not see it as in the way, but it's the greatest place of freedom, then we find ourselves in some of the greatest and most deepest places of comprehensive shalom and transformation. And so we come to this first text. And Paul is doing something interesting for the Corinthian church. The, The Corinthian church was the high dollar a city church. They were like a sort of a, a, a financially wealthy center city church with uh, some type of socioeconomic differences there. But the challenges that the Corinthians were dealing with is one of the greatest challenges they were dealing with was spiritual immaturity. And that spiritual immaturity was impacting the depths of what God had for them. They had every single spiritual gift fully active in which we all believe in. The power of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit, the moving of the power of God in every single gift on steroids. But there was still something wrong in even the fact that there were spiritual gifts flowing. The Holy Ghost was using them to edify people and people were coming to Jesus Christ, yet there was still something in the way. And Paul diagnoses it right here. It's a stronghold. Somebody say a stronghold. Yeah, 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 yeah. A stronghold, a stronghold, a stronghold family. Stronghold based on this passage. Look at what Paul begins to say as he begins to lay out to the Corinthians what he wants them to understand a stronghold to be. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy fortresses or strongholds. A stronghold here is interesting. A stronghold is a mindset, value system, or thought process that hinders your growth. Let me say this again. A stronghold is a mindset. It's a mindset, value system, 
or thought process that hinders your growth. So what do we see? One, 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 one preacher said, a stronghold is a stubborn disposition. It's when we, when, we, when we, in our lives as believers, function, in my mind, in an unbelieving belief system. In, in other words, when you, I like the way Wilkerson says it. He says, most of us think of strongholds as bondages, such as sexual trespasses, uh, drug addictions, alcoholism, outward sins we put at our top or worse sins list. But Paul is referring to something here much more worse our hum, than our human measuring of sins. He says a stronghold is an accusation firmly planted in our mind by Satan. To establish, listen, to implant lies in our mind, falsehoods and misconceptions, especially concerning the identity and work and goodness of God. The first thing that happens when many of us go through a difficult thing, and it's beyond our understanding of why the sovereign Lord would help us to allow us to go through something like that, is we begin to doubt his goodness. That's a stronghold because if the enemy, listen, can get you to doubt what God is like, then what will happen is he can't work the good into you that he wants to work in you while he takes you through it. And so the devil likes to, likes to hijack the glory of God in your life. And, 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 so, and, so, and so Paul is challenging God's people. He says God wants you uh, to be free from this. And why does he want it to be free? Because we, 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 we tear down everything that bigs itself up above Jesus Christ and who he is. Anything in your life that competes with Jesus is a stronghold. Any, any, anything that, that tries to compete with God's passion for you, God's plan for you, God's purpose for you, your identity in him is, listen, a stronghold that needs to be addressed. And if you and I, uh, see, see this, this is the weird thing about us. God has already given us the victory. So the, 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 the question isn't whether or not he's given you the victory. He wants you to walk in the victory, not just in walking in the victory, but utilizing the power of the resurrection and the work on the cross to tear some stuff down. I wish I had some help in here. There's something, listen, let me tell you something. The, 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 God has anointed your hands with tearing down capabilities. And so what he wants you to do is he wants you to challenge, somebody say challenge. Challenge that demonic speculation. Challenge it with who God is. And so we see here that Paul really helps the Corinthians to let them know that your spiritual growth is being tainted because of your disposition towards the goodness of God, because of the stronghold that you've allowed to take hold of you. And what's interesting is strongholds aren't just the things that, we, that, that hold to us. A stronghold is something that you hold on to. And so now we're going to look at a case study in the book of Judges that lays out practically how in the world, we've, we've laid the theological, if you will, or the biblical foundation for what a stronghold is. Now we're going to see God working in a young man's life, in his community's life, and in his family's life to challenge him to face some things that he didn't want to face. Judges 6. Judges 6. It says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the tabernacle at Ophrah. Not Oprah, but Ophrah. <laughs> it's interestingly enough that 
This was a time based on Judges 17.6. The Bible says that because there was a generation, there was a generation based on chapter 2, the third generation after the Joshua generation and their children didn't properly convey the nutrients of the kingdom to the next generation. And what happened is, is when people who've experienced the move of God, when people have experienced revivals and the might of the Spirit in their lives and don't pass that down, you destroy the ability for the legacy of God to go to the next generation. When you don't tell of the goodness of God to your children and your children don't catch it and they don't tell it to their children's children, you open up a generation based on Judges 17, 6 that says, and there arose people who did what was right in their own eyes. And so what happened here in this passage is the children of Israel were losing their minds acting a plumb nitwit, like my grandmama would say. And what they began doing is they began having a knowledge of God, but not wanting to live in his power. And so what happens is you have Gideon here functioning in a stronghold. God is so powerful that what happens is, is when we wild out, he takes out his divine belt. Now, I don't know if you know this, but God gives whoopings and spankings to his people when they act a fool and don't want to do what he wants them to do. So what God decided he was going to do when they got their idols out, he pulled out his belt. And listen, when God gives you a spank, and listen, CPS can't help you. <laughs> they can't help you. But what's happening is, is when God gives you a spanking, it's for your good and for your development, not for your destruction. And so right here in the text, God is about to, God is about, wants to end the spanking. Whenever God wants to end the spanking that he's giving you, he challenges you to join him in tearing down the reason why he's giving you a spanking in the first place. And so look at what it says here. It says, which brings me to my first and only point today. Got first one and one and only point. One point, I promise I'm not your way. It starts and ends with an encounter with God. If you're going to break free from strongholds, it starts and it ends with an encounter with God. Look what, look what happens here in the text. He says, now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth. Now, now uh, about at Ophir, now know what I like about this passage? It shows the coolness of God. God is watching Gideon while out in his stronghold. God, who is the, the originator of cloaking technology, Okay, shows up and is chilling next to a terebinth tree, sitting on a tree watching Gideon in his stronghold and just looking at him. He's present, but not seen, even though he's present. Gideon doesn't know he's present, but God is present, and God doesn't let the stronghold that Gideon is in stop him from moving towards him. That's what I love about God. God does not let your mess that you're in stop him from moving towards you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, 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 that's what I love. I love the fact that God has, listen, your mess isn't the worst mess, listen, that God has ever seen. Okay, let me see if I can make it plain. God has seen everybody's mess, past, present, and future, 
simultaneously what you would do actually and potentially and what you actually did and how messy it would have been if he let you go that direction or how messy he would have let you been and all of the underlying conclusions and he can see those at the same time and yet want you, yet love you. Let, being com- let, be, let himself be committed to you. <clears throat> see, the problem with many of us is we think the Lord loves some future us. See, many of us think <clears throat> that God loves me when I get it right. God loves me if I'm perfect. No, 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 no. The Bible says, I don't know about your Bible, but my Bible says, and while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In other words, if you could have gotten it right, you would have saved yourself. But that's why God demonstrated his own love. And so he's demonstrating his own love again in this passage by showing up and he's cloaked all up and just watching, getting it in his truck. He's like, man, what is this dude doing? He don't even know I'm looking right at him. I was looking at him when I was in heaven, but I'm closer in the sense of my dwelling presence in the pre-incarnate form of Jesus Christ, looking straight at him while he's wilding out in the midst of his stronghold. Now look at what he says right here. It says, which was, which belonged to Joash the Abiyazrite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press. Why, what, what, what does that have to do with anything? Why would you beat wheat in a wine press? Wine press is for grapes. You would take wheat, of course. We got some country folk in here. Where my country folk at? Oh, ain't no country folk. Okay, y'all. The country folk in here? Okay, I'm, I'm, okay. And so what they would do was they would go out to the threshing floor and throw the wheat up and let the wind separate the wheat from the tares. But this shows us something that Gideon is in a stronghold because of Israel's idolatry. Because he's afraid of the Midianites, he has to go into a secret place to do what would normally be used for something else. You know you're in a stronghold if you're using something that was created to function one way for another way and see it as a normal. I call that functional dysfunction. Okay, let me see if I can make it plain. Y'all are going to be funny. Um, uh, my wife got me started to watching the home and garden TV and the food network and now I'm addicted. Um, I admit it. But there's another show on, I think it's A&E, it's called Hoarders. Y'all heard of that show? Y'all heard of that show? I, I grew up in a hoarding house. And one of the things that you see when you go in, I mean, some of the people's house, you're trying to get an understanding how in the world they're functioning in the house. Like this one woman had 80 cats. In one little tinkle pot. I don't know how they shared that. <laughs> I mean, and then you got clothes everywhere, mess everywhere, and, 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 and you, 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 you can smell all of the messed upness of the matter, I'll just put it that way, throughout the house. Man, the people came over to the house, do, do, do. They opened the door, they said, whoa, good God Almighty, what in the world was that in there, right? And they were trying to wonder, they were, and, and what, what was funny is that the woman came to the door chilling. Like she says, how are you doing? Now for the person that's not in her mess, you're like, how in the world can you stay in a house that's this hoarded up, this messed up, and smells like this? In other words, she had been in there so long that the smell became the new normal for her. 
Let me tell you something. Some of you have been in some stuff in your life where the stench is clear to everybody that's not in there with you, but you're hoarding some stuff in your life. And God is knocking at the door of your life saying, I want to come in. I want to change it. Matter of fact, I'll join you in the mess. And that's what God is doing with Gideon right now. To many of us, you need to let go of what you're hoarding because God has better for you than you have for you. Let me say that again. God has better for you than you have for you. Therefore, you must wage in your life the war of pulling down strongholds, but you got to have God's help with it because some of us are just paralyzed in our state. You come to church every Sunday, you shout and you praise, you pray in the spirit and you got a big old Bible under your arm, but no one knows the turmoil that you're working through. And God says, I I love you enough to want to encounter you and tell you and proclaim you and prophetically speak to you beyond where you are. Look at what it says in the text. It says, and the Lord and the angel of the Lord appeared to him. So he was standing there. God uncloaks himself. That would have scared the daylights out of me. I'm just telling you right now. He uncloaks himself and he says, listen church, the craziest thing that you ever want to hear of somebody that's in the midst of a stronghold and running away from the presence of the Lord yet knows the Lord but doesn't walk with the Lord. Look at what it says. And the Lord, the first thing he says to him is the Lord is with you, almighty man of Allah. I'm confused. Hold on. You and I should be very, very confused right now. Because Gideon is functioning in his stronghold. Gideon is running away from the Lord's presence. Gideon is under the discipline of the Lord. But interestingly enough, is God doesn't speak to him based on where he is. Help me today, God. Mm -mm -mm. He, he, He doesn't speak to him based on the state that he's in. Because if, you already know you're in the state that you're in, so God doesn't always necessarily have to give you every line item of your mess. What he has to do because of the brokenness in your life and your commitment to holding to these things is prophesy you beyond where you are. So what God begins to say is he says, uh, the Lord is with you, almighty man of valor. Now y'all looking at me funny because you got to understand what a mighty man of valor is. In the Hebrew, it's the word eshochayo. Eshochayo. Eshochayo is, is, is a terminology meaning a man or woman of worth and great value. So, so in, in the midst of him speaking in a way and functioning in a way outside of the value that God has given to him, God get, ascribes value to him even though he's functioning outside of the sphere of the value that God has for him. And what's interestingly enough, what's interestingly enough here as well is that a, a mighty man of valor or a mighty woman of valor is interesting because it was like the special ops team. You know, David had his, his minions of dudes that would roll with him, but then he had a clique of just a few, few warrior dudes. Now, these dudes were crazy, okay? They, they would take 10, 15 dudes and go up against 30,000 by themselves. You know what I'm saying? They were the special ops team. These were the crazy people that were differently trained than the bigger military warriors that he had. The mighty men of valor were going 15 like this, and they go in, and, and nobody would know, and they hit somebody like that and roll over here, and then they get somebody here and go, hit them like that, and dudes just dropping out. You know what I'm saying? Just dropping, I mean, just dropping out. In other words, it's like our Navy SEALs. You know what I'm saying? Our black ops and our rangers. That's, that's, God calls him 
what he is not. Now, this is what's weird to me. God doesn't pick like we pick. He's the worst picker of people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> now, in Philly, when we're playing basketball, you go to the court, it's about three of us. You know, we go to the court, you know, we need to do a pickup game. So what you're going to do is you're going to look around and you're going to see who plays the game decently so that when it's your turn on the court, you put them on your side. And so you choose based on skill. God doesn't even function like that. See, God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, they show up on the basketball court. God has a headband on, some long shorts, some socks pulled up to here, some sneakers on, and he's chewing some gum looking around. On the court. God the Son says, Jesus says, Pops. He said, yo. He says, um, who you want to choose? Mm. Let me look around. Yo, shorty over there, come on. And that person been like out there for hours. They, they, just, they just on the internet now because nobody won't choose them. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But God is like, come here. He's like, me? Huh, me? Huh, okay, here I come. And he walking all crazy, coming all over. Then he said, hey, yo, young lady over there. She said, who, me? Um, he said, yeah, come on, let's play. Are you sure you want me on your team? He said, yeah, come on on my team, right? And then God the Father got everybody on the court laughing. They're like, we about to run these cats, man. They don't know what in the world they're about to do. Then God the Father gets you on the, to get the person on the team. And then God the Father goes out. He runs the point. No look passes it to you. You're like, wow, where did this come from? And you're going like this. You're like, wow, what in the world just happened? And all of a sudden you take out and you slam dunk it. And you're going back and yeah. And they're like, why didn't we choose those guys? And the reason why is because God is a bad talent scout on purpose. God is a horrible talent scout because he doesn't choose you based on what you have for yourself. He always chooses you based on you being in him and what you'll be like once he gets to you and starts working in your life and changing your life and challenging your life and building up your life. Listen, God doesn't choose that way because he likes to choose people to work through and to work in who he can get the most glory out of their lives. Listen to how Jesus showed. This, this, is, this is Jesus' choice list of disciples of the 120. Let's listen to who he chose. He chose religious skeptics, businessmen, or a bad businessman, horrible businessman, Hebrew fundamentalists, a thief, thugs, a shady government worker, a radical Jew, mama's boys, spoiled rich kids, a prostitute, a healed outcast, aristocrats, a legalist, a licentious person, and a formerly demon-possessed woman to represent his reign. I'm dizzy. <laughs> but that's us. And if God can choose them, you and I got a chance because I'm just telling you right now that God is in the business of choosing people. And powerful how God speaks to Gideon based on where he is. But look what happened. And look how deafened Gideon's ears has become, family of God, to even hearing God speak life to him. Look at what happens here says beautifully. That's why encountering God is important. And Gideon said to him, please, sir. He didn't know who he was. <clears throat> he said, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all the 
wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of many. And it's interesting that first off, he doesn't know that God is present right there in front of him. And as a matter of fact, many times the enemy will make you think that God has forsaken you. When God has been there all the time, some of you have been raped. Some of you have been molested. Some of you have been taken advantage of, and you're asking the question, where are you, God? And God says, I've always been there. I didn't do that to you. They did that to you. And I'm coming in to wreck shop on the mess that has happened in your life. Don't you let what happened to you make you think I don't love you. Don't you let what happened to you make you think I'm not committed to you. Don't you let yourself ever, ever, ever think that my heart is not massive for you. God comes in and he begins challenging Gideon to allow him in. Some of you are like Peter Scazzaro's book. He, he writes well when he talks about emotional, healthy spirituality. He said one of the greatest things that the church deals with is allowing, not allowing themselves to deal with their past issues and letting and forgetting and not working through the impact of the past on the present. And that's what God is calling you to do. God wants you to visit some places in your life, family of God, that has broken your heart. God wants you to visit some places that you haven't visited in a long time. This is not just for the young person. There are some bound up older people in here that God wants to break through the anointing of God. He wants to break the yoke of bondage on your life. He wants to challenge those places because there are things in your life that's inhibiting the massivity of what God wants to do to glorify himself. And some of you say, I've gone far too away. God said, it's ne no one is never too far for me not to reach them. Bible says, is the Lord's arm too short to save? No, it isn't too short to save. How dare we think that the living God can't reach you? There are some places in your life that you've closed off because you don't think anybody cares about you. You don't think the church cares about you. And God is saying to you based on this passage, I am committed to you. And now what I want you to do, and this is what you have to do applicationally, you have to start opening up. Somebody say open up. So look what he does in verse 25. This is crazy. After Gideon realizes that he's had an encounter with God, it's not until he has an encounter with God until he's encouraged to deal with the strongholds in his life. Look at verse 25 of the same chapter. It says, that night, the Lord said to him, take your father's bull and the second bull, seven years old and pull down. Somebody say pull down. Or oh, you can do better than that, pull down. It says pull down the altar of Baal that your father has, uh-oh and cut down the Asherah. Cut down the Asherah that is beside it and build an altar, listen, to the Lord your God on top of the stronghold here with stones laid in due order. This is powerful. This is powerful. Because what God tells you to do is God tells you to go to the place 
where the stronghold is. That means some of you, guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to get the cord and you're going to have to trace back. Some of you may have to go through some therapy. Some of you may have to go through some things that help you trace back to the root of the mindset that made you think a particular way that was an unbelieving belief system that the enemy has used as a way to stop you from being who God wants you to be. And so Gideon's stronghold was in his daddy's house. In other words, he had to go into his family structure. It's believed that his dad was a priest of Baal and the Asherah. And what they began to do with the Asherah and the Baal is they began to trust them for rain and trust them for fertility and fruitfulness instead of the living God. And so God says, I want you to stop trusting in mess to make you fruitful. The thing that you trust in outside of me to make you fruitful only makes you barren. And so what he tells them to do is he, tell, he says cut down and, 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 and pull down. The word cut down in the Hebrew means to cut at its root. Literally means to uproot it from where it is. Now, this is what I like what God had him do. God not only called him to uproot some stuff and tear down some stuff. Whenever God takes something away from you, he always gives you something better in his place. So in the same, he, he didn't tell him to stop worshiping. He didn't step, tell him to stop trusting for fruitfulness. He just told him, listen, I want you to build an altar. An altar is a place of sacrifice. An altar is a place of worship. An altar is a place where the people of God in the Old Testament would utilize as a place for them to be centered. Now that we're in Jesus Christ, there is no physical altar now, even though we use pulpits and stuff as altars. The altar is now inside of us because the altar eventually became a physical temple. And now that we're the body of Christ, we are the temple. So therefore, the place where we have to go to get the mess out and then big up God and build an altar to him is in our hearts. What does 1 Peter 3, 15 says? It says, set aside Jesus as Lord where? In your heart. And so now what's enthroned on your life that you're afraid for God to get to it? I remember, I remember one time my house was a mess. When you have toddlers and stuff, you know, you clean one second, then it gets messy again. And you clean one second. I don't know how they do it. They just have this knack of wreaking havoc on a clean room. And so somebody knocked on my door. I was like, oh, Lord. Why they come over now? There people always wait until you're not in the best place with your house to knock on your door. I don't like when people pop over my house. Call me, call me. So I can say yes or no. Um, so they knock on the door. And when they knock on the door, I say, I say, yo, <laughs> how you doing? And you know, when you're trying not to let somebody in, they're always going to look over your shoulder. I don't like when they do that. I don't know you like that. Don't do that. All right? But... When it's somebody that I don't know how they feel about me, I, I don't want to let them in. But there are some people they can pop over anytime. Because when I open the door for them, and I say, oh, it's just you. Come on in. It's a mess. They say, I don't care about that. And they'll come in, and they won't judge my mess. What they'll do, a good friend, a good friend will come in, and they'll just start picking stuff up and helping you clean up. That's what Jesus wants to do today in your life. Jesus, through the work of his work on the cross and his death and resurrection, wants you to open the door to places in your life where you're scared to let anyone into. 
And what he wants to do is he wants to encourage you today to say, if you open up that area of your life, I know it's dark in there. I know it's a bunch of skeletons in there. I know it's some stuff in there that you're embarrassed by. I already know about it, but I need you. I want you to let me into it because the only way, the only way God, I can work in your life is for you to open up that area of your life to me. Last thing. I remember when we first got our building, we have an old industrial building, 32,000 square feet, our first building, uh, right there by Temple University. <clears throat> and when um, we were there and got the building, it was rat infested, bat infested, rat and roach infested. So we had a, a guy come in and do comprehensive extermination. And he says, Pastor, this is what I need you to do. <clears throat> I need your staff to open up every single door. I'm like, why, why, what you mean? He said, anything that has hinges and a handle, open it. I was like, okay. He said, the reason why I want you to do this is because if you don't open up everything and I exterminate this part, that which has infested what you've kept closed, when it finally gets open, will reinfest what I've cleaned up. So what, God, what is God saying to you today? Open it up. Open it up. Open it up. Open it up. Open no matter how unclean it is. No matter how embarrassed you are. It's time. I know it's been years. Open it. I know it hurts you. I know they hurt you. Open it. I don't care where it is in your life and how broken you feel about it. Open it because the bomb of Gilead says, I'm here to lovingly engage you. And what happened with Gideon is this. I'm going to close on this is when Gideon got free, there were some people that wasn't happy. When God frees you, because there are people that share the stronghold with you, and they like you because of the commonality of the messiness of you two together, but what happens is, is when you get free, everybody's not gonna be excited. But you can't worry about, listen, how people feel about you getting free. You gotta be in this, he who the sun sets free, is free indeed. For freedom, Christ has set you free. Every head bow, every eye closed. You're listening to The Preacher's Corner, brought to you by In-House Productions with your host, Pastor JT, Senior Pastor of House of Deliverance of Crowley, Texas. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. This is an in-house production. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Excellent. Breaking free. From the strongholds, breaking free from the stronger. I know it was it was it was some some people that I know personally that needed to hear or rehear that message tonight. Good God Almighty, good God Almighty. I have several, 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 several nuggets, man. I love the way he, he started out in the atmosphere that he was in it, it you can tell that he was cautious with his vocabulary oh my god and he and he allowed the lord to use him mightily he said no matter what pay grade we are in we find ourselves dealing with something I can tell by the atmosphere he was in 
he had to come with that in order for them to hear what he had to say afterwards and he dealt with the corinthian church and i believe he dealt with the corinthian church purposely because of the place where he was preaching he, he said that the corinthian church was a rich church god almighty it, it was it was a church full of wealth although they were wealthy and, and knowledgeable of all of the spiritual gifts they were spiritually immature god almighty oh lord he gave us the definition of a uh, stronghold it's a mindset value system or thought process that hinders our growth how many of us are are, are, are in the midst or are dealing or can honestly say they've been hindered in their spiritual growth because of a strong hole it's a stubborn disposition that stubbornness that won't allow us to be totally surrendered unto christ we still want to straddle the fence we still want to do the things our way we still want to do uh, like we're sneaking and doing ungodly things when god sees all i love the quote that he used from wilkerson he says wilkerson says most of us think of strongholds as bondages such as sexual trespasses drug addictions alcoholism outward sins we put at the top of the worst sins at the top of the list but paul says referring here to something much worse than our human measures of sin what he's dealing with is way worse than what we believe is bad whether it's smoking drinking or, or sexual immorality or homosexuality what he's dealing with in this text is way worse a stronghold is an accusation firmly planted in our minds by satan to establish to implement lies in our minds falsehoods and misconceptions especially concerning the identity and work and goodness of God. He tricked our minds to saying that God won't forgive me for doing this. God won't forgive me for doing that. God won't love me for doing this. God won't love me right where I am. God won't pick me up. God won't carry me. God won't do this. The enemy tricks us. And when this happens, doubt arrives in our lives we believe that we can't do this and we can't do that we're unworthy to worship we won't open up our mouths in service we we won't pray longer than two minutes we we, we believe that we can't do what god says that we can do anything in your life that competes with christ is a stronghold that was a good nugget anything that competes anything that's in in comparison anything that we put before christ is a stronghold anything that competes with god's plan purpose or the compassion for you or god's compassion for you is a stronghold that needs to be 
addressed. It needs to be addressed. Now, I, it, uh, last week, uh, a couple of weeks in a row, I gave the opportunity for us to place our struggles in the chat. And not many of us were willing to do it. A lot of us place a couple of them, but it should have been a whole timeline of, uh, of confessions that way we wouldn't be ashamed of the things that we know that are hindering us from our spiritual growth. Strongholds aren't just things that hold on to us. They are things that we hold on to. We hold on to lying, gossiping, complaining, worrying, doubt. We hold on to sexual immorality. We hold on to, to all of the things that God wants to let go. We hold on to bitterness, anger, resentment, confusion, sickness. We hold on to it. Out of our mouths we speak it. I can't. I don't believe. I'm sick. I'm broke. We speak it into existence. And then it become a reoccurring existence. Man. He gave us a scripture that stuck out to me. Judges 17 and 6. And that's, and that's when they were without a king. So they did as they believed that they were doing right in that era. I believe that we're living in that era now. A lot of us we call uh, 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 wrong, right, and right, wrong. We're living in the last days. It's, nothing is that bad. Homosexuality is not that bad. Gambling, not that bad. Uh, 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 cheating on your spouse, not that bad. And so we feel comfortable in our mess. I love the analogy that he used with the woman they had the 80 cats now i can just imagine the smell when they open the door but when we're in the mess we can't smell our mess golly we have to let that go we have to let that go we got to let that go he gave one point it begins and it ends with an encounter with God and that encounter has to be passed down from generation to generation that encounter starts with you your deliverance you letting go you being healed you being delivered you being set free will determine the deliverance of the next generation behind you you have to let it go you have to let go what we're hoarding and what God has for you is better than what we've been holding on to. How many of us are functioning while in the midst of a stronghold? How often do we ask, God, why did I go through this? God, why am I dealing with this again and again? And it becomes a cycle. 
every single year around the same time i'm dealing with the same thing because we have not let it go we let it go momentarily when we get a feel-good sermon we let it go momentarily when we go to the altar and halfway give away some of the things that we've been holding on to forgetting that there's still a house full of things that need to go there's still anger there's still depression we we let some of the things go maybe i stopped smoking maybe i stopped drinking i'm i'm practicing abstinence now but i'm still holding on to some secretive things that only me and god knows about and so he gives the invitation at the end he says god wants you to allow him inside your house so he can help you pick up those dirty socks so he can help you pick up the pictures that you knocked down when you when, when you got the depressed he wants to help clean up all of the diverse that you still have lying around all of the all of the the leftovers dishes and all of the leftover party materials all of the paraphernalia that we have left over the bottles the empty bottles that we fill back up with water and place in place on the I used to do all of it. I used to have, have the, the empty crown raw bottles and pull pull something back in it to make it look like it's all of the memorabilia that we hold on to. God wants to come to your house right now. And I'm not talking about your physical address. He's talking about your temple. He wants you to allow him to come within you. And wipe that house clean and fill you up with the Holy Spirit. Now, after he clean you up, you have to accept the Holy Spirit. Why? Because if you don't accept the Holy Spirit, those things that have been evacuated or uh, 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 evicted, they'll, they'll leave out and go look for another place to stay. But they're going to come back and check to see if that home is, is swept clean. And if it's just clean and empty, they're going to come back. But they're going to bring back seven of the most coldest, nastiest demons that they we've ever seen. And invite them back into the home with you. He says that we need to visit some places that we haven't visited a while in our lives. Go back to the time. When you, when you saw something that traumatized you. And allow God. To wipe, not wipe the memory clean. But mend that brokenness. That's within you. That individual that told you something. Or made a promise to you. Or, or broke your heart. Or, or, divorced, or divorced you. Or, or whatever the case may be. Revisit that place. That point in life. And allow God to mend the brokenness. Go back and open it up so God can pull down that altar and sacrifice that issue. You need to allow Jesus in your home tonight and allow him to clean, clean up 
your house clean up your house i love it let's go to the comments lady mayberry say we become immune to our mess and we learn how to function with it we learn how to function while being depressed we learn how to function while being addicted to pornography and sex we learn how to function we know how to hide the things that are hindering us from growing and being all that god has called for us to be the stronghold is real and it starts right here right here in our mind the devil don't want you to become an influencer for the kingdom of heaven the enemy don't want you to to be able to minister to anyone else about christ he he want he want to make you feel like you don't know enough you you're not in a place where you can speak to nobody about how god changed you because you're still dealing with some things you're not totally free so so he'll he'll muzzle your mouth where you won't speak about the things that you have overcome that's some good stuff that's some good stuff it's time to cut it down pull it down god chooses according to those he can't can't get the most glory out of that was good that was good thinking about the 120 that he used he named some some poor businessmen a prostitute uh some some demon possess a demon possessed woman and they became his disciples he chose them in order for him to get the glory out of their life what a mighty word what a mighty word what a mighty word and this is it's ironic that we've we we preached that text never like that but we've preached that text both of them but we're praying that somebody got what they needed to get so they can allow Jesus to clean that house out on tonight there's some things right now that you need to be honest with yourself with. You're ashamed in the flesh. But ask God right now in the spirit to give you courage. Type that on the screen. Something that you know that is hindering you from your growth. That's a stronghold in your life. In the name of Jesus, we about to let it go. We about to let it go. We about to let it go. Go ahead and let it go. Let it go. Let's make the enemy mad. Let it go. Let it go. Let's make the enemy mad. Let's make the enemy mad. Let it go.
I know you've been holding on them for a long time. You didn't want nobody to know about this. You're quite embarrassed about whatever this is. And you know that God knows that it's holding you back. You won't be able to be the man or woman of God that you are supposed to be in this season without letting it go you are let it go don't go to don't go to bed tonight don't allow the broadcast to end before you let it go don't allow pride don't allow embarrassment to keep you in a place where the enemy wants you to be devil you have no dominion in this place No dominion in this place. Father God, we come to you now. We thank you. We magnify you. We honor you for loving us right in the midst of our mess, God. We ask right now in the name of Jesus, those that are under the sound of my voice even now, Lord God, that is seeking a better tomorrow, God. But we understand that we can't go into tomorrow Holding on to our past, holding on to past hurts, holding on to past uh, 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 anguish and, and, and things that, that, that hindered us from growing and getting closer to you, Lord God. Give us the courage even now to let go and allow you to fill us up right now in the name of Jesus. We bind up pride. We bind up bitterness. Oh, Lord, thank you, God. We bind up all of the things that are not like you, God. We ask in Jesus' name that you would allow freedom, liberty to occur right now in this hour, God. Like only you can. Like only you can, God. Like only you can. Touch each and every listener's mind. Even now, God. Remove the low self-esteem even now. That they may be able to walk according to your will and to your way. Not being embarrassed about what others are saying. Not being embarrassed. Because we've all fallen short. Lord God, we thank you even now for dusting us off, dusting off our houses even now, God. Removing all the tarnish from within, God. Removing all of the pain from within, God. All the infirmities, all of the sickness that is hindering us from being all that we can be in you. God, we're praising you right now for liberty, for better choices, for better circumstances, for better situations, for financial increase. God, we're praising you even now, God, that our relationship with you will continue to grow stronger just because of our start here tonight. Lord, we're careful even now. Not to take for granted your grace and your mercy that you provide brand new each and every day. 
allow us not to continue to take it for granted and become obedient to your will in your way hallelujah hallelujah it's in jesus mighty name we pray amen 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 bless the name of the lord bless the name of the lord deliverance liberty is in this place we thank god for the confessions sister jaleesa we're praying for you that god completes you and make you whole there's an anointing on your life like never before and the enemy does not want you to to grab hold of all of the callings that's on your life there's more than one call there's more than just praise dancing there's there's an intercessor there's a, a prophetess within you and the enemy does not want you to notice all of the things and all of the people that he'll deliver by using you glory to your name jesus we're praying for sister bernicia glory to your name god with her confessions thank you god thank you god thank you for your honesty and your willingness to submit unto god's will in this hour we're praying for deliverance not just momentarily but we'll continue to pray with you we'll continue to encourage you it's not gonna be easy so you're gonna have to have someone to confide in to hold you accountable when you feel like you slipping stop being so ashamed of not being perfect the church is not for perfect people when you find a church that there's everybody in there perfect remind me not to ever go there because I don't want to be around nobody that doesn't need something from the Lord he said that I come for those that are sick and we're all sick and sin. I know y'all, 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 y'all don't mind. Y'all waiting amount. I, I, I can confess for self righteousness because I actually live this life. I actually, I actually expect people to live holy. I actually expect people to do this. So I, I, I ask God to, to cleanse me of self righteousness. Right now in the name of Jesus. So if I can confess mine, y'all can y'all can do y'all. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. I don't actually I, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't watch a lot of sports. I do ministry all day. So I believe that everybody else ought to be able to do the same thing. Everybody's not on that level. Everybody's not in that state of maturity. And I haven't always been there. So I can't expect everybody to be 
where I am. So Lord, I ask for your forgiveness even now. So if I can confess it, you can confess your glory to your name, God. Glory to your name. I hope y'all will bless. 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 I pray. I pray. I sincerely, I sincerely want to see the growth in each and every individual that I come in contact with. I sincerely want to pour something from God into each and every individual that he brings me around. Iron sharpens iron. So if there's anything that, that I'm lacking, any of you pastors that's on here, never hesitate. I'm not too big to be corrected. Hello, somebody. Our assignment is to grow and enhance the kingdom of heaven. This is this not about no competition. This, this just I'm just the one on the platform now, but this is all of our platform. We are to grow the kingdom of heaven, whether it's at, at this place, on this channel, or on the next channel. I have no problem putting anybody up. As long as they're sharing the word of God, we're all on the same team. That the enemy be defeated. The enemy be defeated. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Putting away I feel before. Yes, God. We ask right now in the name of Jesus that you touch the household of the Gill family. Consider their confessions even now. Give them the courage to implement the things that they receive within their everyday life. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God says, don't focus on trying to get it right the first time. Because if we can focus on our own ability to get it right the first time, we wouldn't need him in the first place. Say, just begin. The encounter begins with him. It starts and it ends with him. We're nothing without him. We're nothing without him. We're nothing without him. Glory to your name, Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. We won't be here tomorrow night. We'll be on our other channel, HODTV. For Wednesday night worship, Lady Mayberry is up to bring the word of God again. Let's continue to keep her lifted in prayer as she is set to be the speaker of the hour. We'll be back here Thursday night to close out our week.
And I believe we're going to close out on a high note. There's somebody. There's somebody in the, within the vicinity that's right here on this channel that's been procrastinating on beginning. I want to encourage you to start now. Get perfect later. Dream big. Use kind words. Say I love you. Say please and thank you. Be grateful. Help others. Don't whine. Be silly. Keep calm. And carry on. That's my time. Salute. I'm out of here. Y'all have a blessed evening. Episode 16. Is in the books. One more thing. In the description of this section. Is a podcast episode. That's not on. This YouTube channel. It's called Spiritual Relapse. Go ahead. And hit that link. And check that out. During your lunch hour. On tomorrow. God bless you. I'm out. This is our in-house production. In-house production.